You've decided to self-publish a book. That's awesome. Congrats. Now that you've made that decision, though, you've got to go write the thing. And then after you write it, you've got to edit it. But fear not, I've got your back. On this week's episode of the School for Writers podcast, I'm going into what it takes to write and edit a self-published book. Welcome to School for Writers, where we help you ditch that starving, tortured artist cliche and thrive. No more struggling over whether your story is good enough or wondering if your voice deserves to be heard. It's time to step into the power of telling your story to the world. I'm your host, Lauren Marie Fleming, and I am a book-obsessed, queer, fat, witchy, divinely loud woman. And I know what it's like to have society tell you to sit down and shut up. But I'm here to tell you that you've been silenced for far too long. School for Writers was created to help you push through doubt and fear so you can stop procrastinating and start writing. Because the world needs your story now more than ever. Welcome to School for Writers. Let's get to it. What are you doing June 16th? Want to hang out with me and learn how to build a thriving writing career? I know that it can feel difficult to make money as a writer. With so much content out there that's free, freelancing just doesn't pay what it used to. And book sales can take you years to pay out. You write and you write and you write and you work your butt off to not even be able to pay your rent. I know that struggle. I've been in that struggle. The traditional way of doing business as a writer, it's outdated, but that doesn't mean you should give up. Yes, you absolutely can make a living as a writer, but you have to stop thinking of yourself like an artist and start asking what it truly means to build a business for yourself. You have to start thinking like an entrepreneur. And that begins with my Jumpstart Your Writing Career workshop on June 16th. During this hour-long session, you'll get the tangible tools that you need to thrive as a writer, including why you need to stop working hard and hustling your way to the top, and how that is never going to pay off for you as a writer, and what you should do instead. You're going to learn the counterintuitive technique that will make you more money and help you to write more. And you'll learn about growing an audience and how to start thinking of yourself as a business owner, because that's what you are. If you want to be a writer, you own a small business, a solopreneur business. You are a business of yourself. And you have to start thinking that way if you want to thrive financially as a writer. And when you join live, you get to tap into my two decades of experience and ask me questions live on the call. I promise it's going to be both educational and entertaining. So sign up right now for Jumpstart Your Writing Career at schoolforwriters.com slash writing career. That link, it's also in your show notes. Now I usually charge $500 or more. I've charged up to $5,000 for retreats around this same information, but I'm offering it to you for free this one time only. So head on over to schoolforwriters.com slash writing career and grab your spot. Because the world needs your story now more than ever, and because you deserve to thrive. Sign up today at schoolforwriters.com slash writing career. Welcome back to the School for Writers podcast. Today, we're delving into how to write and edit your self-published book. Let's start about talking about the elephant in the room. Self-publishing is often seen as a lesser form of publishing because in many cases, people will rush incomplete and unpolished books to market. 
That doesn't mean that those books don't have value to both the author and the reader, but because of that, we often think of self-published books as less polished and less ready to be out in the world as traditionally published books. If you find yourself struggling with wanting your book to be taken seriously and worrying that self-publishing won't allow that, don't worry, there's ways to combat that. I kind of see it as two big approaches to that. The first is, and the one that I suggest to my clients most often, is no matter what your path to published, accept that you're putting out a book that is going to be imperfect. That includes traditional publishing and self-publishing. There is no perfect book out in the world. I guarantee you there's not a single book out there that doesn't have some kind of thing that the author or an editor would want to change about it. Now with self-publishing books, there are often less eyes on it before it goes out in the world, less professionals whose job it is to make it look polished, which means it's most likely to be even less, quote, perfect. But you know what? If you're waiting for perfect, you're never going to get your book out into the world. So before you take another step down any publishing path, but especially the self-published path, I want you to take out a post-it note and write this on it. Published is better than perfect. Published is better than perfect. You know what's worse than having a crazily written, horribly edited, and just plain bad book out in the world? Having no book at all out in the world. As Keisha Lynn Moore Elliott said on episode four of the School for Writers podcast, if I buy a book and I don't like it, that doesn't change the fact that the author just got money, just sold a book. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode yet and you're thinking about self-publishing, I highly, highly suggest listening to that episode. That's episode four of the School for Writers podcast with self-published author Keisha Lynn Moore Elliott. You also want to check out episode 31 with Logan Renee on producing your own book. Both of those are really, really great examples of how you can put an amazing, beautiful book out into the world as a self-published author. We'll also link to those episodes down in the show notes for you as well, so you can find them easily. You chose self-publishing because you don't have time to wait for a traditional publisher to approve that your idea is worthy of being out in the world. Your dreams, your business, your audience needs your expertise out in the world sooner rather than later. So repeat after me, published is better than perfect. Instead of perfect, I want you to think about focusing on professional. What makes something professional? Well, that depends on your profession. I don't know if you know this about me yet, but I wrote my law school thesis paper on pornography, and for very many years, I was a prominent sex blogger. At that same time, I was also a law clerk at the National Center for Lesbian Rights. In both scenarios, I was using my words to advocate for the right of sexual minorities and sex workers. But my choice of phrases, photos, illustrations, et cetera, et cetera, completely changed depending on whether I was writing a brief for the court or writing my weekly column in Vice magazine. What was professional for the law center could be prude for my blog, and what worked for my columns would be seen as completely inappropriate in a courtroom. What makes something professional completely and totally depends on your profession. So ask yourself this. What is the best way to speak to my book's particular audience? With your audience in mind, I want you to think about their expectations for your book. Specifically, I want you to think about how your ideal reader feels about these things. One, punctuation, spelling, and grammar. Two, font choice and graphics. Three, storylines and depth of characters. 
Four, takeaways and lessons learned. And five, time waiting for it and time reading it. Every book's audience has its own set of needs, desires, and biases. And your professional success and personal satisfaction of your book will be enhanced if you focus on giving them what they want. If you're in the internet marketing world, for example, your audience might not care at all about whether your punctuation is correct or even if words are spelled wrong, but they are going to want your book to be a quick read with solid takeaways that they can implement in their business right now to make more sales. If you're writing romance, your audience is going to care a lot about certain parts of your storyline, like the meet cute or the happily ever after, but they'll be less worried about the depth of character or having a super intense plot. I once read a statistic that the average reader in the United States reads two books a year, but the average romance reader reads over a hundred books a year. So often they care about you creating the next book quickly more than they care about it being perfectly polished and the highest of quality. That said, they still don't want too many errors to distract them from the story. So you still need a decent editor to help you out. Now, if your audience is very highbrow and literary, if you're like, trying to get this into Yale or Oxford or some similar kind of situation, and they care greatly about their books being of the highest quality edit with no errors in story, punctuation, or grammar, I'm going to suggest that you go with either hybrid or traditional publishing routes, especially because people who are in that kind of literary scene still have a lot of biases against books that are self-published. That doesn't mean you can't do it. In fact, I know academics who have self-published books, but oftentimes it can be a hindrance to not have those extra eyes on your book. So if you are going to self-publish for a literary crowd, it's important to make sure that you invest in some really great editors to help your book be as polished and professional as it can be for that crowd. So as you are writing and editing your book, you want to keep that audience in mind. You want to focus on the parts they care about. Put your time, money, and energy into making those parts of your book the best it can be. And then you need to let go of the rest. Why? Because remember what we said earlier, published is better than perfect. As you write your book, Focus on telling your story, not selling it to your audience. Yes, you're going to think about your audience wanting to buy your book, but you also want to focus on telling a story for them, not selling your book to them while you're writing it. It's going to be important, so important to understand how to sell your book eventually. But when you're writing it, I want you to focus on telling a story that moves you, not how you're going to sell it in the future. Because here's the thing, when your audience is reading it, they're going to have already bought it. So you don't want to sell them on the book. You want to sell them on your story. So worry about your marketing plan later. Right now, as you write your book, focus on telling stories that will resonate deeply and the most possible resonance for the audience that you're writing it for. If you want some help with that, check out the School for Writers Academy, where we support you in both the craft and career parts of writing, including how to write stories your audience will love to read. Plus, our weekly writing sprints and accountability groups will help make sure you actually sit your butt in the chair and do the work. You can find out more at schoolforwriters.com academy. That link is also in your show notes. Once your book is written, you're going to have to take it through a three-part editing process to make sure it's ready for publication. Just like you wouldn't throw a newborn baby into a pool and expect it to swim, you need to make sure your book is developed before you put it out into the world. I'm going to give you a quick overview of the three edits you want to do before pressing publish on your book right here. But if you want to have an in-depth look at that, go back and check out episode five, 
three steps to make sure your book is ready to be published, where you can get an in-depth look at all of the different ways that you need to edit your book before you put it out in the world. Here are the three edits you wanna do before pressing publish on your book. Number one, content editing. This is an overarching type of edit. So is your story actually good? Are your characters developed? Do you have that solid plot line? The goal that you set out to have when you wrote this book, are you achieving that goal? Is there a solid takeaway for your reader? Is the tone consistent throughout? Those are the things that a content edit and a content editor can help you with. The second editing you wanna do is line editing. And you wanna do these in order because you wanna get your content well before you go and make sure your periods are in place. Because if you worry about your periods and your commas at first, you might change things around and have to do that all over again. So the first thing you wanna do is that content edit. Focus on the content. The second thing you wanna do is a line edit. Does each line of your book make sense? What language are you using and is it continuous throughout? How does it read? Is it clear and concise? Can you understand it? Is it pleasurable to read and easy to read? And do you have any extraneous words or run-on sentences or things that could be gone? That is more like line by line, how does this line look? Then your third and final edit is copy editing. Does your book have any technical flaws? Are the commas in the right place? Is than and then right? Do you have there, there, and there correct? Are there any discrepancies in your characters or plot points? Is everything that needs to be factually accurate, factually accurate? Now, while you can and should do these three edits for yourself, I also highly suggest hiring professional editors to help you. Not only does it give you a perspective outside of yourself and your own brain, but professional editors have eyes that are trained in ways that yours aren't, that might be able to see things that yours would skip over. I can't tell you how many times I've written a wrong word and totally not seen it when I read over it because my brain knew what it was supposed to be and changed it for me in my brain. That's why professional editors are a great way to make sure that you don't regret pressing published on a book that is not quite polished and ready to go. I highly suggest hiring at least one professional editor, at least for the very final edit. You can Google your genre plus editor and find people. I've done that in the past. I've used other writer friends, Facebook groups, and writing groups like my School for Writers Academy to get recommendations from other writers and from professionals in the field to help me out. Editing is 100% worth the cost, but it can get expensive. So if you're short on funds, try finding that one friend that always points out your grammar mistakes on social media, we all know that person, or maybe we are that person, and offer to take them out to dinner or clean their house or do something in exchange for their time and skills. Or maybe you can read their book and do an exchange that way, something we do often in the School for Writers Academy. Whatever you do, don't let worrying about cost keep you from a thorough three edit process. It is the most important step that you can take in making sure your book is ready to go out in the world. So at the very least, you with your own eyes, put your book through that three-part editing process. Okay, so that is how to write and edit your self-published book. To recap, remember that published is better than perfect, that successful books need to cater to their audience, and that's what makes them professional. First things first, you have to write your book, so don't skip that process when you get excited about self-publishing. And remember to do a three-part editing process to help your book feel more polished and professional. We've got editors and coaches in the School for Writers Academy to help you if you want some support around that. And I'm always here with different podcast episodes to help you as well. If you wanna delve deeper, check out episode 24, How to Write a Book, a step-by-step -step guide where I break down every single part of the step-by-step -step process that we use in my Write Your Friggin' Book Already program. And again, if you want to delve deeper into editing, go check out episode five, where you can learn the three-part editing process in more depth. So that is it for today. I'm super excited about your self-published book. Let us know when it's out in the world so we can cheer you on here at School for Writers. 
Thanks again for joining us today. Until next time, happy writing. Hello, it's Michelle here again with another book review. I just finished Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas, and I really loved it. It has so many great things in it all together that are like things that I love. First of all, it's written by a trans Latinx author, Aidan Thomas, a queer trans Latinx author, and the main character in the book is a transgender man, and he is also gay, and so it's really cool to see different types of characters throughout the story, including lots of folks in the East Los Angeles Latinx community. It also deals with witches and some supernatural things happening and brujas, brujos, and I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it, but it's brew with an X. So it's like witches, but no uh, gender specification. So Bruges is what I was calling them, but then it kind of sounds like something French or Belgian. So I don't know if that's correct pronunciation or not, but it's a really cool mystery. It has a lot of supernatural stuff happening in it. It has a romance happening in it, and it's about friendship and family, and I really can't recommend it enough. I, I finished it in about a week, which is really fast for me because of all of the other things that I'm doing. And I gave it to my sister. I'm like, you got to put this at the top of your book list. So Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas. Highly recommend it. Hope that you enjoy it. So grab your copy of Cemetery Boys by using the link in our show notes for bookshop.org. And that way you can help support a local independent bookstore and this podcast. You just finished another episode of the School for Writers podcast. Woohoo! Go you! Did you know that we're more than just a podcast? School for Writers is a full service support team helping you to get your story out into the world. Here are three ways you can get even more writerly inspiration and education. Number one, subscribe. It's so easy. All you got to do is click that little subscribe button down below wherever you listen or watch the School for Writers podcast. That not only guarantees that you don't miss another episode, but it also helps support our continuation of this show. Number two, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest at School for Writers. Every day we post helpful tips and tools like journaling prompts, reading recommendations, and live interviews with inspiring experts. Number three, visit schoolforwriters.com where you can check out past episodes, join a writing program, and get even more tips, tools, and inspiration to support your writing life. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our Write More Challenge, a 10-day program to help you jumpstart your writing routine. Thanks again for supporting School for Writers. We'll see you next episode. School for Writers is produced by me, Lauren Marie Fleming, with editing and support from Samantha Olivares. All rights reserved by Las Maestras LLC. Our music is De Lejos by Ilabamba. Check them out on Spotify. Big thanks to the team at Terrorbird and big thanks to Kristen Hozak. And of course, a massive thank you to you, the listener. Now put down this podcast already and go write. I'll see you in the next episode.